1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome into Inside Carolina's Post Game Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That's Taylor Vipolis. on a 77-69 losers at NC State. Taylor felt like a game that was there for the taking, but felt like the felt like it was like just a long ways away the entire game. But Carolina was tied, I believe, 60-60 late before
1: falling apart. Yeah, for how experienced this team is, their inability to handle any sort of adversity is it's really, really bad. The second things start going bad for them. They kind of just spiral out of control and there's just the coaching staff doesn't have answers. The players don't have answers. And once one thing bad kind of happens to them, it, it gets out of hand pretty quick. They were up six, had three pretty bad possessions. NC state um, was able to score and was able to capitalize off those bad possessions. Carolina, they, they don't really have one point guard, they're they're going with these, these two point guard uh, lineups. Neither one of them is, is a, a true, you know, typical point guard, I would I would say. You don't really have anybody you could play through. I know people want to say Armando Baycott, but when, when teams focus in on him, he he kind of shrinks back and doesn't have the best games. His his finishing around the rim is, is never been the strongest part of his game. You have players that are non-threats offensively it's it's uh it's it's not a good situation all around and i don't know where this team turns for the past couple of games it's it's been like this you know the pit game um there was another game i don't remember what it was but this team has ample opportunities to win the game and then in late game situations once the going gets tough they kind of just fold and and you saw that today, and I think that was a, a perfect representation for the season. And I I don't think this is a, a tournament team, and I think anybody who does think this is a tournament team is, is kind of fooling themselves. Yeah,
0: I mean, I titled this show, Heels Wilt Down the Stretch. And quite frankly, we could have titled nearly every loss the same. Um, just watching them, they get up six. I said, this is, this is it right here. They're up six, and I don't think Baycott touched it guards went total hero ball. Um, and they give up the lead so quickly. We've talked about it all year, how they, they have to work, work, work to get a lead. And then they just freely give it back. Um, NC state, look, credit those guys. I, I was thinking this during the game, and this is a point of discussion that probably fire some folks up, but Smith and Joiner on this tour flop love and Davis and Smith and Joiner, And what kind of teams do you have? Um, on the floor there because those guys controlled the game. Vip, one one part of the game that I thought was interesting. Carolina came down, needed a bucket. Uh, Baycott doesn't touch it. They they get a rush shot or a bad shot. NC State comes down, gives it to big man DJ Burns, and he makes the bucket. He gets the bucket they need. That That right there just fires me up the most watching this team is you've got an All-American and you need a bucket. And I get it. Baycott has not been perfect. He says it. But he's got to touch it. State goes right to the big guy. There's nothing you can do.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the the difference between Burns and Baycott, it's Burns is a lot more comfortable playing with his back to the basket. I think Armando, most of Armando's points, it's second chance points. It's you, these little dump-off passes. It's not really like the most technical basketball. But, you know, when you have a guy like Burns who can go over either one of his shoulders, he could put you through the basket. He put a couple of Carolina players just catching it in, in the high post and just putting them straight through the basket. He, he must be looking at Carolina's post defenders like they were, you know, baby food with with their ability trying to guard him because there were there was a few possessions where it was just Nance out there at the five and and Burns' eyes were, were lighting up every time going down the floor, knowing that he was going to get little to no resistance every time. Uh, You, you know,
0: I'm going to say something about the referees straight out. I thought they missed a technical there on the guy swinging on the rim. But nobody complains about the referees when Carolina shoots 39 free throws against NC State the first time. I could have sworn same people in the chat that are given us grief for, for the referees and give – Um, everybody give me grief about referees. They said get over it in that game. They wanted to tell NC State to get over it. But Carolina, the problem is good teams beat bad refs, and we've said that forever. And North Carolina, to Taylor's point earlier, and the point I'm making now is you're not going to get good calls. You're going to get bad calls sometimes, and you cannot react. You control what you can control. Love hits a three-pointer that gets them the lead – you're never going to get that call in that building, and then he gets a technical after it, and then state gets the lead back. Vip from your from your from your athletic standpoint, complaining about the officials, man, is just a loser mentality to to me. I don't know, maybe I'm being too harsh on it, um, but it seems like Carolina's play is directly proportional to how much the players are worrying about the officials.
1: Yeah, surprisingly, I didn't really mind the Love technical um, just because I, I thought he did get hit, and I thought it, it did kind of show the the fight that a lot of fans are, are looking for. And, you know, I think if if anything, you wouldn't want it to be Love who gets a t there, but like your coach getting after the refs and showing that he kind of has your team's back. But I, I thought I didn't have a problem with that in the moment. Um, just because I thought Caleb did have a point and a lot of that is a shooter just wanting to feel like he is protected. And if, if you're a shooter and Caleb love is, is a shooter, he's going to take a ton of those threes and he doesn't feel like he has the necessary landing space and it's, and it becomes like a safety issue. I don't mind him getting on the ref. Um, if anything, I think it should have been, uh, coach Davis and coach Davis kind of sending a message that he wasn't going to let his team kind of get uh, punked around. But at, at the end of the day, North Carolina still still was getting punked pretty, pretty frequently at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent. I've got no problem with a head coach going ballistic and getting a tech on, on those type situations. I do have a problem with players constantly throwing their hands up. I mean, Quavian Smith did it early threw his hands up, did all that. And it's just a bad look. And refs are human beings, and if you're going to show them up, you're not going to get a call, period. You're just not. And as long as Carolina plays that way, and I don't, really don't care about what any other team does because we don't cover them, as long as Carolina plays that way, it's not going to end well. For the record, NC State had 18 fouls called on them, Carolina only 16, and that includes Carolina fouling at the end. So the refs were not the reason North Carolina lost. The reason North Carolina lost is that – the starting guard shot nine for 30. Love ended up making some shots late that helped that stati- that statistic. But let's talk about um, the swing in the game, Vip, because somebody mentioned it, it in the lack of touches for Baycott when the game was in a situation where Carolina had a little bit of momentum and then we saw it play out like it did. Just your opinion, you've watched this – group for all year and then two years prior it's just the same old same old and that's what i think folks are having a hard time wrapping their heads around
1: yeah it's a lot of a lot of hero ball type mentality when shots aren't falling or when they do get in these adverse situations and i think that's part of the problem where this offense doesn't really know where it can turn to so it starts to get into this you know aau type your turn my turn mentality or whoever has the ball last is just going to dribble the air out of the ball and throw up a, a prayer at the end. And when, when their offense isn't working, you have players on this Carolina team who their defense kind of goes down with it. And you could, you could see like a lot of when, when their shots aren't falling, their body language just gets so bad. And Carolina doesn't have the, the talent or the ability to have these peaks and, peaks and valleys in a game where it's like they go up six and they get a little comfortable and then uh, a run from the other team happens and they just, they just have no answers.
0: Yeah, I agree. NC State, let's look at some stats here. Carolina shot 35% from the field, 32% from three-point range, which is actually better than they they had been. NC State, 45 overall, only 28%. State, 8 of 10 from free throws. State, uh, Carolina, 18 of 24. One thing that was really interesting to me, Taylor, and, and State had three turnovers. And State had zero turnovers and the game was tied. Function of NC State doing something or just a function of North Carolina's defense not doing anything there? Um, that NC State team is hectic as they play with only three turnovers. I'm not sure what to make of it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it, it was a pretty hectic style of game. I think that was one of my major takeaways when I was watching the game that I, I don't think this North Carolina team's that good, but I don't think NC State is really good by, by any stretch of the imagination either. I think there was it felt like there was 20 combined air balls in that game. I don't think I've ever seen (laughs) more air balls between two teams. So maybe some of their turnovers were just air balls and it, and it felt like turnovers, but yeah, I was surprised when I saw that, that, that uh, number be as low as it was. And just another case of why Carolina can't really run in transition. Their defense doesn't really create any of those turnover uh, situations where you get, um, these live ball turnovers and it's it's a lot easier to leak out and transition, but I, I think you also saw today, like, even even when this team does try to run, they don't really run with a purpose, and it's a lot of guys just driving into bigs and, and going nowhere and getting stopped pretty easily.
0: Fast break points, 25 NC State, 7 for North Carolina um, State with 7 steals. Carolina yeah, this is going to
1: be, if, I don't know the exact stats, but this has to be a low for Carolina and In terms of fast break points, I I can't imagine they've ever had a season where it's been under, like, 12 points per game, fast break points. Yeah. It's just a very slow team in the way they play.
0: Yeah, and Adrian Atkinson and all them have been doing the numbers. It's just a very slow, very pound the rock into the the wood until you get a shot. What's left for this team? Uh, You know, I think pretty much um, everybody can agree they are – they are not on the bubble anymore. They are on the backside of uh, the the sheet with all the names of the tournament on there. What can they do to try to get any semblance of back in the game here? I think they got Notre Dame this week, Virginia next weekend.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're at the point in the season where you have to win out um, on the road at Notre Dame, home against Virginia, on the road against Florida State, and then home against Duke. And then I think this team needs needs to go to at least the semifinals in the ACC tournament and make a, a pretty considerable run. Uh, they're 0-9 now in, in quad one games, and we know the committee is going to look at quad one games um, with a huge emphasis. You look at teams that – there there aren't many teams on the bubble in Carolina's territory and being 0-9 in, in quad one games. And you look at some of the teams around the country like – Uh, I watch I watch all college basketball. It's not just a a Carolina thing. And when you watch teams like really, really the Big 12, the Big 12, they're playing quad one games every every game, it feels like. And and a team like Kansas has 13 quad one wins and the way they've been tested and the way they kind of handle the adversity. That's what I think a lot of a lot of fans were hoping for this year when you have. You know, how how old is this Carolina team? Everybody has a ton of experience. And to get these results, I don't think think there's anybody who should be above criticism, whether it is uh, the coaches or the players.
0: What do we think about – and there's a comment that I want to throw up on the screen here in a second, but I wanted to ask you about the changes. Hubert sort of hinted at some changes. And when you look at the minutes, I mean, you had the big four – with all the minutes, but you also had Nance with 22, but Puff had 22 of his own. What'd you think of that going on? I think in the second half there was only one substitute, and that was Puff Johnson. But I fully expected to see what we had seen in the first 26 games. Uh, did you get what you expected in that regard in this NC State game?
1: Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think Carolina, it, there, it's it's one thing to say you're you expect change or you're going to look to make changes but um when when you get in these uncomfortable situations you're going to lean on what's comfortable to you and what's comfortable for this North Carolina staff is to play that starting five for a majority of the game you saw it last year when they went to that iron five mentality and how it helped them get all the way to a national championship game and why they were one half away because they they condensed their their rotation so much, and I think they're trying to replicate some of that magic where the five or six most talented players on North Carolina, I think they are trying to play them, and they're hoping that by playing those guys a lot, it's going to get some kind of positive momentum going. But um, yeah, I, I think the the biggest takeaway I have watching this team is just their inability to handle any adversity it, it's it's um it's like demoralizing it's it's humiliating it's just just watching nc state just punk them the last three minutes it just it just leaves a a really uh bad taste in your mouth watching watching that happen at pnc arena
0: i agree 100 percent Carolina state went on that big run to end the game let me find this and I'll let you comment on this before we get out of here. Carolina loses 77-69 to NC State in Raleigh. Let me throw this comment up here for you, for everybody. Juice Newton, this is no longer about the NCAA tournament. This is about the program. Vip, I'll let you sort of close the show. With your thoughts on that take?
1: Yeah, I, I, people keep talking about the NCAA tournament, and I don't, I don't know what's like one good reason why – this team as it's currently constructed without mentioning anything from last year or the preseason number one ranking, why people think that this team should be an NCAA tournament team. Um, so when you're not a tournament team and you're a school like North Carolina, who has North Carolina's history and recruits at the level that North Carolina does, it should be, it should be an eye-opening thing. Like, why aren't we getting to the tournament? Like, why did Roy Williams retire coaching this same group? Why wasn't he able to get the most out of them? Why is Hubert Davis, who inherited this roster, why is he struggling to get the most out of them? They they had a, a six-week stretch of basketball last last March where I don't think any Carolina fan is ever going to forget that that magical-type run. But if you look at the big picture of this program, they're not trending in, in a positive direction. The only thing that you could really hang your hat on for where this where this team is doing well, it would be like the 2024 recruiting class, which is unbelievable right now. And and maybe that's just where where this team is. They have to get some of these players out, some some Coach Davis players in. Um, that's kind of where I'm falling in right now, where I think you this this team some players have uh, kind of run their course at at, uh, at Carolina and it's it's time to see what other people can do um, but in, in terms of the tournament, unless this team wins out or, or makes a, a another run in like the ACC tournament, I, I don't think it's even worth talking about the NCAA tournament when when you're 0 and9 and in and, and quad 1 one games and your best win is a home win against, uh nc state now or the the michigan game the michigan win keeps getting worse the ohio state win keeps getting worse i think ohio state is like three and eight or something, mm, something pretty bad terrible. something terrible in the big 10 um so it's I don't, I don't even know what win you you hang your hat on right now if, if you're carolina it's it's probably the nc state win at home
0: Yep, Carolina uh, got a lot of work to do if they're going to have a shot. Looking at a UConn, Big East tournament, six for six type run uh, that they're looking at here because I really think every game from here on out is an elimination game if they haven't already um, sealed that fate. Losing to NC State, good basketball team, not a great basketball team, and Carolina had opportunities, just couldn't get it done. And like Taylor said, the last three minutes were tough to watch um, if you're a North Carolina fan and a fan of North Carolina program, Taylor I uh, appreciate it. These are, these are gradually getting tougher and tougher to do. Um, we'll see a lot left in the season, but I don't know if the uh, future is bright, but I'm not sure the rest of February and March for this team is we'll find out. They've got an opportunity control, what you can control. We'll see what Hubert Davis and his team can control the next two weeks. Taylor, as always, my friend, thank you. Thank you. Johnny T-shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Sponsors of the podcast, rate us, review us, subscribe. Even if you don't like what we say, drop us a rating. Uh, throw it in there. Yes, Brian, Eve, uh, uh, Brian Evans, baseball season's here. Carolina's looking to wrap up a series win right now as we speak. Shout out to all, almost 400 folks in here. Thank you for listening to Inside Carolina. We'll be back as the week progresses. Got a lot to talk about. Thanks, everyone. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus.